Hello. Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to our story segment. Today, we share the third episode of the Masala fairy tale, Sleeping Beauty. Towards the end of last week's episode, Veena made her way all alone in the middle of the night to the painting of the princess. Imagine her shock as the princess steps out of the picture. Does she find out why she and the princess are connected? And what is the danger to Veena's life? Let's find out in today's episode, shall we? Sleeping Beauty, Part 3 You did that on purpose, I said accusingly. My heart was pounding in my ears. You want to know my secrets, don't you? She asked her eyebrows. She had a point. Okay, let's try again. Who are you and what do you mean? We have a connection. And what is the danger to me? I asked. The girl in the painting leaned against the wall and covered her face with her hands. Then as if coming to a decision, she began to pace the room. It must be you. It has to be you. Otherwise, how could you have found the mahal? Ha! That is no big mystery. We got lost, and our van couldn't go any further because of the rain. Even now, we are waiting for the rain to stop to have someone check the van, and then we'll be on our way. What is a van? What is a van? Oh, I pinched myself. Why are you dressed like that? You shouldn't be wearing all that jewelry, you know. It's not safe. Great, I thought. I'm just a blabbering idiot now. The girl drew herself up. I'm dressed like this because I'm the princess of this kingdom. At least, I'm not walking around dressed like you. Now I was annoyed. You know what? You're boring. All these stories about being a princess. I'm going back to bed. I turned to make a grand exit. Wham! It would have been a grand exit if I hadn't walked into the wall. Here, let me help. I looked blankly at the hand on my shoulder. I looked up and my head spun. Slow down, slow down. She held me firmly. Sit here. We sat quietly, not wanting to break that silence. Then she spoke. I'm Princess Dipali, trapped in my time. Yes, you and I are connected. She held up her hand. I know, I know, it is confusing, but hear me out. And yes, you are tied into the story because otherwise you wouldn't have come here. I scratched my head. Eh, there are no princesses in our country now? Or at least not like in the olden days of Rajas and Ranis? I tried to smile, but my face wouldn't cooperate. I decided to press harder. And even if you were a princess, why have we never heard of you? This is a nice mehel and all that. 
but it's not like it's a palace or a fort, is it? Where are the Raja and Rani anyway? And you still haven't told me about the link between us. Do you know how to listen without interrupting? <laughs> the Pali started to wiggle. I grabbed her hand tightly. Let me go. I shouldn't have trusted you. You're a spy, she hissed. I didn't let her go. You see, I'd know that giggle anywhere. Instead, I walked over to the door, pulling the Pali with me. Naren and Sheila stood there, huddled against the wall. You kept disappearing. So of course we are going to try to find what you're hiding. My brother went into attack mode. Dipali, stop wriggling. It's just my brother and sister. Yeah, we want to know more about the danger to you. Sheila put her hand on Dipali. Why she took a liking to my little sister, I don't know. But that seemed to do the trick. The four of us sat down. The princess began once again. It is true, you know. I am a princess. I was supposed to sleep for a hundred years. Hibernating and estimating? What? She looked at me. I didn't say that. It was Naren. Don't mind him, for he's full of hot air. Please, you go on. My parents, the Raja and Rani, had no children. Then how are you here? This time it was Sheila. Will you people let me speak? I put my hand on Sheila's lips. I was born after they did many years of pujas and pilgrimages to holy sites. In their joy, my parents decided to welcome everyone in the kingdom to my Namkaran, the naming ceremony. After the puja, there was a grand feast for all the people. Now, our kingdom had a council of twelve wise men and women. These folks were not only wise, but they also had special powers. One by one, they blessed me with their special power. Oh, can you fly? Eh? You said they gave you special powers. I thought maybe you could do some superhero stuff. Okay, okay, I'll shut up, I'll shut up. Once more, I covered Sheila's mouth. Princess Dipali's face clouded over. My parents forgot to invite one cranky old man who dabbled in magic. He could have chosen to be generous, but apparently his feelings were hurt too much. The only way he could feel better about himself was to curse a newborn baby. So he came to the feast and put a curse on me saying I would die from a snake bite on my 16th birthday. While the court stood around not knowing what to do, the twelfth wise woman, Shubhvani, came forward. Princess will not die, she blessed me. Tie this amulet around her neck and she will fall into a deep sleep for a hundred years. She handed a chain with a green emerald pendant the size of a fist. Naturally, my parents were shocked and upset by the curse. A hundred years? They worried. 
Yes, I can't cancel the curse entirely, I'm afraid, but the emerald will keep her safe. So the Raja, my father, declared that all snakes in the kingdom should be killed. He still hoped to avoid the curse. I wore the amulet all the time and grew up without any care. A month or so before I turned 16, my mother wanted to come to this mahal. She was worried about something going wrong in the palace, but thought she'd have more control in a smaller home. Smaller home? This place is as big as a cricket field. I kicked my brother hard. Ouch! Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Pali continued. I was happy because I've always loved the garden here. That painting I stepped out of was painted here a few weeks before my 16th birthday. On the morning of my birthday, I went to pick jasmine flowers with my friends. Unknown to us, there was a snake in the garden. Maybe it came in when they brought new plants or soil? Anyway, the curse came true, for it bit me and I fell to the ground fast asleep. Sheila shuffled closer to me. You're not a ghost making all this up, right? Princess Dipali shook her head sadly and said, I fell asleep for a hundred years. So you're telling me that you're at least 116 years old? The princess looked at him imperially. At least, I think that's how princesses look at us common folk. Are you awake now or not awake? Listen, listen. I held up my hand to stop any royal rant. You can't tell a story and expect your listeners not to ask questions, okay? That too, a story with magicians, curses and someone sleeping for hundred years. Dipali thought about it and seemed to accept my logic. All I remember is a sharp bite and something long and thin slithering away. Next thing I know, I wake up in my room, the room where you are sleeping now. She paused to look at me before continuing. And a young man stood there holding my amulet. The emerald stone sparkled in the light. What? My feelings exactly. But his words frightened me more. He said, Oh, you beauty, my grandfather was right, you are mine, and gave the emerald a big kiss. You, that's not how it goes, Sheila made a face. That's not how it goes? Do you mean to say you know something about all this? Astonished, Dipali swung around to ask. He was supposed to kiss you, then you'd wake up and marry him. <laughs> the Pali broke into peals of laughter. I've never heard of anything so silly. Oh, go on. Sheila, Naren and I looked at each other and grinned secretively. I ordered him to give me the amulet, but the man stepped away. Finders, keepers, sleepers, losers, he mocked. A ball of rage grew in my stomach. I leaped from the bed, hand outstretched, but tripped on my sari. The amulet fell from the man's hand and a dazzling light blinded us.
We covered our faces, but I peeked from between my fingers. A girl I'd never seen before held the amulet, but there was no sign of her when the light went out. The man and I both fell to the floor looking for the emerald amulet, but the precious gem was nowhere to be found. Who are you? I yelled at him. My dear, haven't you figured it out? I'm your nemesis. I don't have the pendant now, but then, nor do you. Try to escape my grandfather's curse, would you? Not happening now. He closed the door behind him and left. I sat crouching in the corner. What did this mean? Was I going to die? Just when I felt the most miserable, the darkness lifted and a soft light filled the room. The wise woman, Shubhwani, who had given me the emerald amulet, appeared beside me. She put her hand on my shoulders. The wicked old man didn't know the true power of the emerald. Now listen carefully. His grandson could never have kept the pendant because it was meant for you. The power within the emerald sensed the danger from him and went into hiding. It looks like another girl is mixed up in your story. She must help you get the emerald pendant. Only then you'll be able to finish your sleep wake up with your family and live happily ever after. Otherwise, she will fall into a long sleep and you will be trapped alone in the painting from your birthday. So get to it, child. I can't do this for you. She stood up to leave. How will I find her if I'm stuck in this room? Give me a clue, please. I begged her. Shubhvani stared intently at the floor for a few minutes as if she saw something I couldn't. Then she said, I'll help you this much. The girl will come to you, and the emerald has something to do with an island. With that, we end today's episode of the Masala fairy tale, Sleeping Beauty. Will Sleeping Beauty find her amulet? Or will Veena fall into a deep sleep never to wake? Come back next week to find out what happens in our story. Until then, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. Mm-hmm.